Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So yeah, everybody's gearing up for Joe Biden. What's he going to say about his six-prong approach to Delta? And I assume he's then going to have a six-prong approach to Mu. That's that that new variant out of the the country of Colombia. He's going to have to have a new approach and multiple prongs for all these things, or you can just get down with it. COVID's here to stay. But it's not just COVID that's going on in the world. You have the reality that Ben Shapiro is a white supremacist. So is Donald Trump. This is part of the white supremacy pyramid of Google. Christopher Rufo with the reporting. Me, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. You should uh, check it out. Check out the videos. Check out the cool things coming. We're doing more and more there all the time. I know. I know. It's Zuckerberg. I'm going to be doing more at Rumble, too, by the way. Rumble.com. You know that I'm there. We have the ability to do live. So I've been thinking. We may start bringing that back. I have issues with it. But I'll explain to you my, my thoughts coming up. At Google... They are pushing, of course, their anti-racism training. Now, anti-racism is racism. Ibram Kendi is a bigot. The theory is is that you confront discrimination with discrimination, and you confront future discrimination with discrimination. Ibram Kendi said in a video where he was a guest lecturer, to be raised in the United States is to be raised racist, and to be... and to be raised to be racist is to be raised to almost be addicted to racist ideas. Okay, you'll excuse me, I have no plans of listening to you. It doesn't matter if you tell me that I'm, I'm, I'm denying or, or I'm fragile. What does it matter what you say? You're a guy talking. You have no authority over my life. This is the first p- moment that, that you should come to. The realization and the recognition that Ibram Kendi or Robin DiAngelo or, any, or, or, or Nicole Hannah-Jones, they have no power over your life. It doesn't matter what they say. Well, you're too fragile to hear this. Well, kiss my butt. What, what, what does it matter? It's as radical to me hearing that commentary as these guys marching around Charlottesville with tiki torches screaming Jews will not replace us. That's how it hits to my ear. It's as radical and as lost and is as, as um, wholly irrational. First, not trying to replace you. I speak for the Jews. We're not trying to replace you. We're doctors. Your life sucks. We don't want it. To be raised in the United States is to be raised is to be raised to be racist. And to be raised to be racist is to be raised to almost be addicted to racist ideas. Translation, you are raising a racist no matter what you think. That's Ibram Kendi. Let me ask you, you think you should let that guy teach your kids? Or do you think you should tell that guy to shut up? I know, I know, I don't say shut up. You don't say dumb, you don't say stupid, you don't tell people to shut up. It ends conversations, it's it's low-hanging fruit. However, what else is there? Give me something else I can use. If you deny racism, as Christopher Rufo reports, well... That's proof. 
From Ibram Kendi, telling Google employees, for me, the heartbeat of racism is denial, and the sound of that denial is I'm not racist. It, it, it's a critically important step, says Kendi, for Americans to no longer be in denial about their own racism. Translation, you are guilty. But oh, I guess only if, if you're white. I don't know if this applies to people who are Hispanic or black or, or Asian or anything else. A whole group of people that he doesn't know and has never met and doesn't know their story are guilty. I ask you, is that somebody you're supposed to pay attention to? Is that somebody you're supposed to respect? That's a cult leader. What's the difference between him and Jim Jones? Location? It's a cult, people. And people are buying into it so they don't get hurt. They buy, and let me explain what that means. They buy into it just like they write checks to this organization, that organization. They, oh, we're going to do this at, 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 at where we work and we're going to have all this. So people will leave them alone. People write checks to organizations and people like Kendi so they can say, look at what a good, kind, decent person I am. They're buying their freedom. Remember, it's Jesse Jackson who taught the art of the shakedown. And it was Al Sharpton who perfected it. And now you just got other people playing in the, in, in the game. None of what I am saying should ever be taken as the denial of racism, which of course exists, just like anti-Semitism exists. Of course it exists. I am saying yes. If you told me there were laws on the books that prevented people who were Jewish or were black or were Asian or Hispanic or this or that or the other of any group, preventing them from getting jobs or opportunities, I would be right there with you pulling that out by the root. If you tell me that the existence of the United States is bigoted, I got nothing for you. Hannah, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones saying uh, that the first Americans being sold in 1619 is more foundational to the American story than the Pilgrims landing at Plymouth Rock. If you're white in this country, you are the beneficiary of a 350-year-old system of white supremacy. Except those slaves were sold by their black brothers and sisters. Come on, Nicole. We're going down the rabbit hole. We're going to do the thing. It's going to get super ugly. Let's talk about all the black brothers and black sisters who sold their black brothers and black sisters into slavery. Put them in chains and put them on boats. And then probably went home and uh, stole the money and raped the family. I mean, we're going to talk about somehow that not happening because you know that happened. How do you think this happened? This is not a condoning of slavery. When I look at people like Nicole Hannah-Jones and laugh out loud at her absolute foolishness, there is no condoning. My family has not condoned slavery since I can remember my first Passover Seder. We were once slaves to the Pharaoh in Egypt. But with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, the Holy One, praise be He, freed us from bondage. That's, that's the Haggadah people. That's, that's the story of the Exodus, which is the story of liberation.
which is a story me and my people read year after year after year. Four questions, I got it. It's the same four questions, but there's a reason that you repeat it. There's a reason you tell the story. Because slavery is evil, and you don't want to go back. It is the Haggadah, the story of the Passover, that teaches that freedom is not free, and every generation must be one anew, which sounds awfully familiar for people who think of Thomas Jefferson. The tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants and patriots. I always put those two things together. But back to Google, that is teaching its employees all of this bigotry. One of the things they got was an internal document that talks about overt and covert white supremacy. So the overt white supremacy is socially unacceptable. So that would be burning crosses and lynching. That would, that would be overt white supremacy, socially unacceptable, right? Uh, then there's the covert white supremacy, which is socially acceptable. This includes racist mascots. Oh, I'm assuming that means the Atlanta Braves, right? Um, then uh, it includes discriminatory lending. I would not favor discriminatory lending. I would want it gone. Police murdering black indigenous people of color. Okay, everyone just calm down. Murdering? You mean they're just walking down the street and saying, hey, you're black, bang. Is that what you mean? Because that's not happening. That is not happening with police in the United States of America. And your hatred of police is absolutely, absolutely despicable. English-only initiatives. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is not white supremacy. We speak English in the United States. They speak French in France. Government form should be in English. It should be the official language of the United States. You have a problem with an official language? Well, that's on you. It doesn't make me a racist. Racism and bigotry, I should say, come into play when you tell people who come in from Mexico, no, you don't have to learn English. We'll cater to you. Press one for English, plus two for Spanish. We'll make the forms in Spanish. We'll take the signs at Home Depot. Bing! We'll put them in Spanish. That happened all across Southern California. Signs in Home Depot were in Spanish, but, but none were in Tagalog. Why not? People come to Southern California from all over the world. What's the matter with Tagalog? Couldn't have a couple signs in Korean? Oh, only in Spanish we have the signs. That's the bigotry. You don't have to learn anything. We'll do it for you. You're not capable. You realize this isn't about race. This is about ideology. I mean, just, just so we're clear about it. And then they have the white supremacy pyramid. The white supremacy pyramid has got to be the most amazing, amazing thing out there. Because who would believe such a thing is possible? Welcome, everybody, to White Supremacy Pyramid. I'm Dick Clark. Yes, I've come back from the dead just to host this once-in-a-lifetime game show where you have the chance to win, win, win bigotry and oppression against you and everybody you know. The White Supremacy Pyramid. Coming soon to CBS. Like, CBS really deserved that. Come on, cats. What the bloody hell? On the White Supremacy Pyramid, they start with indifference and it goes all the way up to mass murder. And it's normalization to genocide. So they've got indifference, minimization, veiled racism, 
discrimination, calls for violence, violence, and mass murder. So when you see indifference, they think that means all lives matter. How dare you say all lives matter? You're not paying attention. Well, not paying attention to what? Not paying attention to what? The organization? Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. To hell with them. People who support Black Lives Matter, the organization, are wrong. They'll always be wrong. They're supporting Marxism. To hell with them. I don't care if you're an athlete. I don't care if you're a musician or a celebrity of any kind. One of the woke folk on Twitter, you're wrong. You'll always be wrong. End of list. But then they have minimization. And minimization, they have a photo of Ben Shapiro. The Jew Ben Shapiro is, white, is a white supremacist. Well, remember, they've said that about me as well. The Jew Tony Katz. Suspected white supremacist. That's how I was branded in Indianapolis. Oh, they're sweet people. And then, of course, under discrimination, they have Donald Trump. This is who they are. This is who they are. But notice the calls for violence. Well, let me give you a story about Larry Elder. Larry Elder is a radio host running for governor in California. You've got the recall election against Gavin Newsom. He's doing extremely well. Well, Gavin Newsom is out there uh, campaigning. And next thing you know, there's a woman, white woman on a bicycle wearing a gorilla mask, throwing eggs at him. They get him, him into a car. Some other people are like, what are you doing, lady? And she starts screaming, don't you blanking touch me. I dare you to blanking touch me. And then she punches a guy in the face and keeps saying, don't you touch me. And then somebody else wants to get into a fight protecting this woman who was throwing eggs at Larry Elder while wearing a gorilla mask. Now, I ask you, is that racist? The answer is, of course it is. But since the media won't report on it, I guess not. White woman, gorilla mask, throwing eggs at a black man. If you tell me that's not racist, I'll say to you, okay, but we all know you're full of crap. So here it is. Why aren't the people at Google absolutely outraged at what happened to black candidate Larry Elder? And the answer is, like I said earlier, this has nothing to do with race. That is all a lie. This has to do with ideology. This has to do with progressivism. This has to do with Marxism. Always has, always will. But I got to tell you, if you're a Google employee, you're pretty screwed right now having to sit through this garbage, this trash, this bigotry, this hate. If your business, if your employer need, wants you to sit through Ibram Kendi, you may have to do it, but you should say out loud, man, that guy's a bigot. Like every 10 minutes, just to set the room right. Everyone should know. If they make you read Robin D'Angelo, your report or your book report should be, wow, what a bigot. That's it. And if you think Ben Shapiro is a white supremacist, you're honestly not smart enough to be able to drive. You should lose your license. But this is what's going on, guys. This is what's going down. The bigotry is everywhere. But none of it's about race. It's about ideology. Don't ever forget it. I'm Tony Katz. So we'll get more into what Biden might say uh, tonight with his six-pronged approach. But nothing can take your eyes off of what's still going on in Afghanistan. Now, maybe some planes were actually able to leave today, which would be uh, wonderful. But we should be clear that, you know, uh, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, 
Man, she was lying through her teeth. Through her teeth when she said, oh, we weren't abandoning anybody in, in uh, Afghanistan. Nobody was stranded. How dare you? Because listen to this back and forth with uh, Peter Ducey of Fox News. What we are working to do, and nor are we rushing to recognition, there's a lot they have to do before that. What we are working to do is to engage with them because they oversee and control Afghanistan right now to get American citizens, uh, legal permanent residents, uh, SIV applicants out of Afghanistan. We have to engage with them. Engage with them. Their new acting interior minister is a Haqqani network terrorist. He's wanted for a bombing that killed six people, including an American. He's believed to have participated in cross-border attacks against U.S. troops, there's a $10 million bounty on his head. Why are we engaging? Should we not Should we not talk to the people who are overseeing Afghanistan and just leave it and not get the rest of the American citizens out? What you- so you admit that you left American citizens to die in Afghanistan. Good for you, Jen Psaki. It's always good that, that you're honest. But to that point, the interior minister in Afghanistan heads a terror group, according to the United States, and there is a $10 million bounty on his head this is hakani h-a-q-q-a-n-i wanted by the fbi then of course we know that four of those taliban prisoners in that uh, exchange for bo bergdahl they're now in charge as well we're, we're aware the argument here and by the way jen Psaki has got to be one of the rudest people out there the argument is not well, what are we supposed to do? Do you want to get the Americans out or not? You should have gotten the Americans out. Now look who you're negotiating with. And you know that you're going to be negotiating by giving them dollars. That's how it's going to work. You're going to give them money. You're going to write them checks. And that money is going to be used against, well, us. Because the idea that the money stays with the Taliban doesn't then spread to Al-Qaeda or other groups is, of course, mythology. I cannot stop the Taliban from ruining the life of, lives of Afghanis. I wish I could stop such a thing. But after 20 years, we proved we can't stop it. And we also proved that we did it wrong. I do oppose nation building, and I don't mind that conversation. But we clearly trained the military wrong. We trained them like us. We didn't train them the way maybe they needed to be trained. But all of this is because we set an arbitrary deadline and we didn't start an evacuation fast enough. So now we're dealing with people who we're already looking to kill. That is a problem. Jen Psaki is the only person who won't talk about it. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. Show me your soul. I gotta know best that you're beautiful inside. Toes on the glass. Car moving fast. Come take the wheel and drive. I don't know what you're thinking. The nonsense of polls. This I, I I missed this the other day where Biden's approval craters to 36 percent among independents, according to the NPR. The NPR? Why do I? Was it the Twitter? What's wrong with me? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. What does it matter? The poll found that Biden's approval is 43%, 51% disapproving. A swing of 13 points since July. 
It doesn't matter, though. That Biden's on the downswing doesn't matter. One, one thing that the press decides to talk about, he's back up, it's fine. Remember, he's banking on that. The Biden team is banking on the idea that you will forget about Afghanistan, you'll forget about 13 murdered U.S. service members, you will forget uh, the Lord knows how many people were left for dead in Afghanistan. You will forget that's their bet. That's who they are. That's who Biden and his team are. You just had the entirety of media admit openly that Biden screwed the pooch because he did. You've got commentary like this from Secretary Anthony Blinken. Second, with regard to the composition of this uh, government or or, or interim government, um, I noted uh, the fact that it certainly does not meet the test of inclusivity um, and it includes uh, people who um, have uh, very challenging track records. You mean murderers? You mean rapists? Very challenging track records. Do you know how weak this government sounds? How weak Biden and his team are? How weak Anthony Blinken is? They're weak. They're weak as can be. But of course, Biden and his team are doing absolutely positively anything and everything they can to get people talking about something else. And one of these things is the removal from certain organizations. So before Trump left office, Trump made some appointments. This to uh, advisory boards within the military. And so you've got West Point and, and the Air Force Academy. They have these advisory boards. Kellyanne Conway is one of the people on um, these advisory boards. Sean Spicer is as well. And they have these three-year terms, and they're supposed to be able to serve it. But Joe Biden has asked all of these people, and there's a whole host of people, including people with military track records, to resign. And when Jen Psaki was asked about it, she was pure, elitist, um, ugly Jen Psaki. The president's objective is what any president's objective is, is was to ensure you have uh, nominees and people serving on these boards who are qualified to serve on them and who are aligned uh, with your values. I will let others evaluate whether they think Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer and others were qualified or not political uh, to serve on these boards. You know, I, Lizzie, we'll get to Sean Spicer in a second because he's one of these people who was taken off a board. And the letter basically said, resign by 6 p.m. or you're out. That's what it said. And so there's Sean Spicer on his show there on Newsmax. And he ain't happy about being called out by the press secretary. I've 
followed tradition. Press secretaries never comment mm-hmm. on the previous press secretary and or the current one, and, and I've, I've respected that. Um, I haven't responded to Jen or reacted to her, but she crossed the line today. She chose to bring me into this. So, Jen, you want to know about my qualifications? Joining the military and wearing the uniform of this amazing country remains one of my greatest decisions in life. For 22 years, I've had the honor of serving alongside some of the most talented, patriotic, and brave individuals this country has to offer. I'm a proud graduate of the U.S. Naval War College. I've done multiple tours, and politics has never entered into my service. I've served under five different presidents of both parties. When you wear the uniform, you serve the commander-in-chief. We take an oath as officers to the Constitution, not to a party. Each of us chooses how we're going to serve this country. I won't ever question how anyone chooses to do that. I won't question how you choose to do that, Jen. But don't you dare ever minimize or question my service to this nation. You got it? These bodies have been free from politics and worked in a bipartisan way until today. This administration made them political. Not one Obama appointee on these boards was removed when Trump came in. Not a single one. This move has taken partisanship to a new level. Beyond me, you want to know who else some of those people are that got the letter that says that they might not be qualified? Former Army Vice Chief General Jack Keane. Former Pentagon Senior Advisor Douglas McGregor. U.S. Army North Commander Lieutenant General Guy Swan III, West Point graduate David Urban, and then, oh, there's Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster, who, fun fact, was fired from the board of West Point at 6 p.m. today and will, on this Saturday, September 11th, receive the highest honor West Point instills on its graduates. A little ironic. I got to admit, that's good from Sean Spicer. That's good from Sean Spicer. Because we all know it's silliness. We all know it's nonsense. These board appointments aren't the biggest things in the world. And it's not necessarily indicative of how the military is run. Right now, the military is run pretty poorly. Great soldiers, bad leadership. The wokeness and everything else. But to remove these people is just... It's just Biden being Biden, not a nice guy, has no interest in quote-unquote norms, and is looking for something. What that something is, I have no idea. Now, I argue that the president can remove anybody at any time. That's not my argument. The president can remove anybody at any time. But it's the purpose of the removal. You're trying to change the subject off of Afghanistan and your failures? It can't be done. Now, one of the people who was asked to leave uh, this job uh, was uh, Kellyanne Conway, the first woman to run a successful presidential campaign, by the way. Doesn't get talked about because it was, it was Trump. and Oh, that's no good. But she got the letter and she wrote a letter back. It's going to require a dramatic reading. <clears throat> Here we go. President Biden. I am in receipt of the letter you sent me today, demanding that I resign from the Board of Visitors to the United States Air Force Academy or be terminated by 6 p.m. tonight. News reports suggest you have made the same demand of other men and women who were duly appointed to service Academy boards. Three former directors of presidential personnel informed me that this request is a break from presidential norms. It certainly seems petty and political, if not personal. The result is that faithful and willing public servants will be discouraged or thwarted from service. Our service academies will risk being further politicized. 
and polarized. Your decision is disappointing, but understandable, given the need to distract from a news cycle that has you mired in multiple self-inflicted crises and plummeting poll numbers, including a rise in new COVID cases, a dismal job report, inflation, record amounts of drugs coming across the southern border, and of course, the chaotic and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan that has left hundreds of Americans and thousands of Afghan allies stranded under Taliban rule. See, that was pretty good timing, but, but she, she, wasn't, she wasn't done. She wasn't done. She's got a little bit more. So let me, I'll finish it up right here. Just, this is the last paragraph from Kellyanne Conway to President Biden. It is an honor to serve on the board of visitors to the United States Air Force Academy. The brave men and women in uniform represent the best of our great nation. It was also a privilege to serve a president whose actions resulted in the deaths of terrorists like al-Baghdadi and Qasem Soleimani, rather than a president whose actions resulted in the deaths of 13 U.S. service members. I'm not resigning, but you should. Sincerely, Kellyanne Conway. All right, that's a punch. That's a punch. Listen, if you know you're going to be gone anyway, throw the punch. It is a weird move to make. It is an odd and peculiar flex at this time to be thinking about these people. But that's Joe Biden. That's where he's at. Which brings us to what what in the world are we going to hear tonight when he talks about how he's going to uh, you know, having a six-prong approach to dealing with with what uh, the 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 Delta variant, which, as we all know, is already waning in certain parts of the country, following as as we've discussed other patterns, and there will be a new variant coming along. We still going to have the country in absolute fear, but Biden is is convinced that the the answer, the future is his six-pronged plan to battle the COVID-19 pandemic. Booster shots, which uh, uh, Fauci and the, the FDA and others aren't down with. Then you've got keeping schools open, which has nothing to do with wearing masks. And I've said this before about Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb. He signed the executive order. That says, hey, as long as you're wearing a mask properly, you don't have to quarantine. That is de facto forcing masks on kids, but the masks don't do anything regarding COVID. They just don't. And now that we know the World Health Organization is telling us that COVID is just going to be here, what are we doing? Get rid of the masks. You're going to keep kids in masks for the next 10 years? Is this really your plan? Because that's, that's a ridiculous plan. That doesn't show much leadership. That doesn't show recognition of reality. What, I can't say this about, about the governor? Tony, it's a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. If it lasts 20 years, you want people wearing masks for 20 years, you're out of your head. Grow up already. Deal with your reality. It's here. Now you got to get Hoosiers through it. That's what you got to do. You got to talk them down from the ledge. That's what you got to do. These are the facts. You got to... You got to bring everybody in on this. You want to wear a mask, you're more than welcome to. I mean, that's on you. 
Forcing a mask is wrong. Forcing a vaccine is wrong. But it seems Joe Biden is going to force vaccines on federal employees. And he's going to ask more uh, employers to force vaccine mandates. If 100% of the American populace was vaccinated, you wouldn't stop COVID. I hope everybody knows this. You wouldn't stop COVID. You would not stop it. That's not how it works. So the employers are all full of garbage. Why not say we want everybody vaccinated so we can ensure that we have more people at work so we can be more productive? That would make sense to me. That would be honest and clear and factual. I could see that. Absolutely, positively. 100% could see such a thing. But they don't say that. I don't know why they don't say that, but they don't say that. So Biden's whole speech. Will it change how people like Governor Holcomb look at things? The only way to keep school open is to keep kids in masks with no question of whether or not they're being affected adversely. They're being affected adversely. Just listen to them. Just listen to them. It's all it takes. Listen to the parents. It all, it's all it takes. Masks don't stop anything. And Governor Holcomb should stop mask mandates immediately. Immediately. And certainly rescind the executive order that says the only way to not be quarantined is to be wearing a mask properly. Because that is a mask mandate. That's, that's what he did. He back-ended the thing. I have no, I, no idea what Biden is going to say. None. Zero. I'll tell you this. If it's based on everything else he said, there's certainly not going to be any science to it. That much, that much is obvious at this stage of the game. No science is Joe Biden's middle name. I'm Tony Katz. So Disney crushed it, Labor Day weekend, $75.5 million Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you make it the four-day weekend, $90 million. See, I'm pronouncing it Shang-Chi, but that's not it. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Absolutely, positively crushed. What's different is this was totally done on uh, theaters, not Disney streaming. And that's what makes it so interesting. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. The previous Labor Day weekend record holder was Halloween. 2007, collected $30 million. So this was uh, better. And if you are the, the theater industry, you are overjoyed. I will admit, I didn't see this one coming. I did not see this one coming at all. I thought theaters were deader than dead. You've got streaming, you've got big screens in the house, uh, better and better uh, sound systems. So I, I have actually, I have Roku. That's what I use, and I have the Roku soundbar. The small one, not the big one. I got to tell you, it's been great. It has been great. There are pro- don't get me wrong, there are better soundbars out there. Calm down, calm down. I, I don't have the Sonos system or anything like that. But it's, it, it has helped tremendously in the dialogue. Because that's the issue. You can hear the explosions really well, but the dialogue, it just gets lost. So it has been great for that. So there's no need for a theater. That said, the new Ghostbusters is coming out. Ghostbusters Afterlife. 
We're totally going to see that in the theater. Whole family. Whole family's going to do that. Now, I, I like the theater experience. I just figured people were done with it. Oh, am I wrong? The success was so good that Sony is going to release Venom. They've got a new Venom coming out. It was going to be October 15th. They're moving it to October 1st. Moving it up two weeks. By the way, am I one of the few people who liked Venom? It was all right. Ah, I, I like the character. Yeah, it was fine. I like the whole thing. So, But Venom is Sony and not Marvel? Yeah, Marvel sold off. It's, it's the same reason Spider-Man is Sony and not Marvel. But I thought Spider-Man was back to Marvel. Uh, they actually, Marvel just makes the movies. Sony distributes them. So, oh, so that's the deal now. That wasn't that wasn't true in the beginning, was it? They just they the renegotiation was about profit sharing. Okay, so the Sony doesn't care as long as they make money. Which yeah, pretty much. So they so Marvel when it was falling apart sold off Spider Man to Sony. So Spider Man, X Men, they sold everything off. Okay, that's that is that is one of the crazier stories. Yet they're the only people who can make the movies, and everyone had to come back to them. That right. is. That's fascinating. What a catch-22. As, as long as they can make their dollars, they're good. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Everything at TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz Today. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.